You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways, shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb, available at Walgreens. And he keeps putting his mother's needs ahead of mine. For example, she taught my two-year-old son to call her mom, and he defended her. Wow. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you for being with us. I got one of my best friends and second week in a row to help me answer your questions. Bernie Calcote, welcome. Yeah, thanks, for, ha- thanks for having me back. And um, last time, I know, guys, I talked a lot on every question about getting off of social media, and I got like tons of emails of people <laughs> saying, hey, blah, blah, you know, this is my job. And um, I'm just kidding. Nobody ever use- emails me. But I was thinking... Um, Hey, you should get off of social media. If you hear what I'm saying and it and it and it hits you and you have that conviction. If it's your job and is whatever, then don't listen to me. But um I just want to clarify that from Except last week. Except for the Granger Smith podcast. Yeah. You could that's... You don't have to be on social media to do that, do you? No. Unless you're like watching it on YouTube. Just only watch that. Oh yeah. For some reason, I don't. For I don't know if I consider YouTube social media. Maybe it is. Now that they have YouTube Shorts, you know. Oh I yeah, mean, it's 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 creeping up there as a social media platform for sure. Yeah, yeah because my true. kids aren't allowed on social media, and um, YouTube Shorts is part of that. Like you can't be on YouTube. That's part yeah. of the thing. Um, and I know that we need to jump into the questions, but I got a quick question for you, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, I heard recently on uh, your another podcast or something, maybe with Amber, that you guys were going like no screens for your kids. Yeah. Tell like I don't know how it's going. <laughs> I use that all the time with my kids, by the way. I'm like, Granger's kids don't even get screens. You guys what y'all need to be grateful. <laughs> okay. So I uh I I read in a book somewhere um where the guy his dad offered him so much amount of money. It's like 500 bucks. Uh, and this was, you know, when he was a kid, his dad offered him 500 bucks to be off of TV for a year. And he said he hated it at first. He took it because he wanted the money. 
and then he hated it and then he started to love it and then he looks back and now he's like a lawyer and he's just so grateful that his dad did that so i was like i'm gonna do that so with inflation that 500 probably is around two grand so i told each of my kids i'll give you two thousand dollars two thousand dollars you don't touch screens for a year which it was at london's birthday okay in october so by next London's birthday, next October, if you successfully made it, I'll give you $2,000. Now, the idea is the idea is you two combine it, link it in London, and we'll go to Disney World. Nice. And we'll use that four grand and go to Disney World. Yeah. And so they're like really excited. And then, and, and it has rules that are attached to it. It's not like they just can't look at a, at a screen. You would do family movie night. Yeah. Um, I get to pick the movies. Occasionally yep. they could have input. You could have an hour on a Saturday morning to watch a, a cartoon show if you're with others. Right. Can't watch it by yourself. Yeah. And we'll give you a, a video game allowance in, a, in the week. And it's going to be once a week. It Once again, in a community. You have yeah. to be in a community, can't be by yourself, and you can't be just be playing online with somebody. Right. You have to be together in a community playing the game. And then, aside from that, special occasions, like you're sick, you're yeah. home, you got the flu, okay, you can yeah. watch some YouTube or something. Yeah. But you cannot just randomly pick up a screen and start watching something. Yeah. And if you, you make it, you get 2,000 bucks. Now, that, yeah. that is... Um, then London... <laughs> Like two months later, it's like I'm out. I, I, want, I, want, I want my screen back. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not. How gonna long do did it. she go though? She went like two months. But I told her you can't get out. You oh. can't. You can't. You're already in. I'm not letting you get out. She was like, wait, wait, what? I thought this was, a, <laughs> this was an agreement that you you gave yeah. me an opportunity, and I was like, yeah, I changed my mind. It's now it's mandatory. <laughs> I'm a parent. I get to do that. <laughs> and Lincoln back there, like this is typical Lincoln. He was like. Hey, Daddy, um, so if she quits, but I can don't I, quit. I can still, I get her money? Do I get both money? Yeah. Like, I get extra money? I was like, stop it, man. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. Stay out of this conversation. That sounds like Boston for sure, man. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's where we are. Okay. I honestly don't know how this experiment's going to turn out. Um, and there have been times when I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm looking at hairstyles on Pinterest. I'm like... Yeah. That's a social media and that's yeah. a screen. Yeah. You, but daddy, I'm just looking at how to curl my hair tomorrow. Yeah. No, that didn't count. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. So that's, that's where we are. Well, it's, not, it's not pretty. It's not perfect. Hey, man, I think the message to everybody, including what I'm hearing too, is like you are trying something. You're trying to like push against the the norm of culture and man i admire that so much that's going to look different for everybody out there but yeah. i think the message is guys we should be trying something it should be counterculture because if we're just doing what the norm is and conforming to that it is not going to produce healthy you know kids that don't have anxiety and all kinds of issues like you're trying man and i i love that Boston would have negotiated at least up to six or seven grand before we even started. He was like, all right, I'll see you two. I'll raise you another eight. <laughs> I'm like, no, wait. Uh, I don't think they listened to this podcast. They did not negotiate uh, the deal, yeah. but that would have been funny if they would have been yeah. like 2,200. <laughs> 
And my goal really is that they, I don't just give them cash. My really my goal is that we go on like some kind of vacation. Yeah, you know. <laughs> hey, I, I love that. The investment though that you're making in them is far more than the two grand or whatever that it takes to go to Disney World. That's really cool. Well, I'll right. see. I'll let everybody know how this turns out. Uh, what what we do here? You asked me a question. What we do is we answer your question, the listener. You email me at podcast at grangersmith.com, podcast at grangersmith.com, and we'll walk through these questions. Today, it's Bernie and I, and the first question comes from Coleman. It says, hey, Granger, I am a recent college graduate of the University of Georgia, and now I'm working here. Go dogs. My question slash situation is this. I am working an office job. The advantage is it is a stable job, but I find myself not enjoying it. I think about it because it's generally a boring job. I have a girlfriend up here and live in an apartment with four roommates. My goal right now is to save money, put towards a house in the future. My question is this, how long do you think I should stay in a job that I don't hate, but I also don't enjoy? Thanks and come to Athens someday. Hey, great question to kick the the show off with Coleman. Um, Man, you've got a great guest today for this question. Bernie is going to be all over this. Um, let me recap it for my own brain. You're, you're in a job. You're young. You don't, I don't know how old you are, but you're pretty young. You're working an office job. It's stable. You don't enjoy it, but you also don't hate it. It's just boring. You have a girlfriend. You got four roommates, and you're wanting to think about your future, maybe save up some money. Uh, maybe for a house. So then your question is, how long? How long do I live in this season with this job that I don't enjoy? Um, and I, I'm excited, actually. I'm going to kick it to you, Burns, because I love the way you think through yeah, scenarios I, like this. I appreciate you setting the bar so high for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, listeners. <laughs> Just a regular dude over here. But... Um, I think that I would answer this question honestly two different ways if there would have been any mention of belief in God and his plan for me, but there's not. And so I I just think I would answer it two different ways sure. if, if there was. If there's not, um, I think that the—and we've answered you know uh, similar questions before where— w- we kind of get um, set on these ideas of our lives and um, and really we've watched too much social media. We've watched too much TV. We think that we're all going to be country music stars. And the reality is, is you're not. Like that thing that media has taught you that you're going to be, and if you just work hard or you just get that break or whatever, you're going to be rich. And it's just not true, guys. It's not true. So... What you need to recognize is you have skills and you have opportunities in front of you. Use those skills to be the absolute best at the opportunities you have in front of you. The absolute best. Pursue it, everything with excellence. And I believe that does open other doors to you. You you will know for sure when you have just hit a ceiling at the the place that you're at you're you will get a sense like man i am um overqualified for what i am doing right now 
And you will have already probably started looking on LinkedIn or wherever people look these days for, for jobs to find something like, man, this is the skill I have. There's this opportunity. I'm, I'm going to try to go for it. I, yeah. I just think if you, if you're, okay, so this is a, a quote from Francis Chan that I just heard. And what he said is, our greatest fear should not be failure, but being successful at the wrong things things that don't matter. So those things that you're wanting to do or, or have a house, which isn't a bad thing, but you need to sit and consider like what is important to me? What matters with my life? And once you have a clear picture of that, you just get rid of everything else and you give everything to pursuing that. And the steps to get there may not look pretty, but I, I believe that you'll have affirmation along the way, like, okay, I'm on the path. I'm, I'm in where I need to be. So, I don't know. There's a book you, you recommended last episode um, that you talked about a little bit about working passionately. What was that again? So Good They Can't Ignore You by yeah. Cal Newport. Um, it, it's basically in the title, like, you're going to become, you're going to work at this like a craftsman hones his craft. You're going to get so good that your potential customers or your boss, they can't ignore like how talented you really are. But you're not going to do that if you're just going on this passion of like, I want to get a house and I want to do this and I want to make money. Like making money is just not going to do it. You have to like create and refine those skills. That's good, man. And I would, I would challenge you, Coleman, I would challenge you to finish this season strong and, um, and extend this season because this is going to look really good on a resume one day. It doesn't look good if it's like seven months out, seven months in another one, and then three months in this one. It looks good if it's like, oh, I see here you worked six years for this company. Why did you leave this company? You go, yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I worked really hard in that company. Um, I didn't totally enjoy it. Um, I had passions in other places, uh, but I wanted to I wanted to do do the job with excellence for as long as I could until a new job came around. I think there's something to say for that. So let this season extend out a little bit, and also remember that this is a new thing in America where we now say, eh, "I don't think I love my job. I think I want to change jobs." It's a new thing in America. Um, if you think about our fathers and definitely our grandfathers, they just worked a job. It was a job. That's the only thing they did. You think about the the old sitcoms from the seventies. Uh, th those guys were were work, work in factories in Indiana, and their dad worked the same factory, and they packed their lunch every day. Do you think they loved it? Or you think they were passionate about the factory, or that they quote enjoyed it? No, but it was a job, and it paid the bills. And it, it provided stability, which you, you say your job does. And it, it helped with the bank loan of the house for the family to raise the kids. And it, you know, that's just what you did back then. And then we've created this world now where we go, I got to love it, you know, otherwise I just don't want to get out of bed because I, I still <laughs> love it. Hey, Coleman, I'm not, well, not saying that's you. I'm just, that's us. What, what, yeah. What do you think it was that, because you're absolutely right. What do you think? brought us here. I feel like we've had the same discussion on this podcast and like your dad was a police officer. 35 years, same thing. Yeah. 
I mean, he just did it. He just showed yeah. up and just did it. My dad only had one job at the same company. Mm -hmm. I don't, he never changed jobs as long as I knew my dad. Your dad didn't either. Mm -hmm. And I bet you most people listening, their dads did not change jobs. They just didn't. Yeah. But, but your friends have probably changed jobs a thousand times. Yeah. Do you think it's the whole... Um, social media, maybe. Well, social media, um, but also um, hard times produce strong men, strong men produce easy, good times. Good times. Good, good times, times produce, produce weak, weak men. men. Weak, weak men, men produce, produce hard, hard times. times. Yeah. And so we're in that, you know, we're riding the coattails of our forefathers that created these good times, and we have so many options. Yeah, a lot of times those guys, they didn't yeah. have options and we just feel like we, oh man, there's all kinds of work out there. We could just, we could just switch, you know, whatever. Switch wives, yeah. switch jobs, switch yeah. trucks. Just go get another, yeah. take it and trade it in. Trade in your truck at the dealership. Wow, this New is, incentives. Yeah. This is good, man, because what it's getting down to is a heart of discontentment. Hmm. We, we have been conditioned and maybe it is the exposure to all the options Instead of like just learning to be content because this is what you got in front of you, be content with it. Uh, I, I don't know. Dude, I get it, man. And uh, yeah, this has taken a huge spin for this one simple question from Coleman. And Coleman, I hope, I hope you're listening and I hope that you really dwell on this and kind of dig to where this feeling's coming from. Because I, I could attest, in my time in country music, you know, um, man, what a, what a, what a privilege and a blessing to be able to work as a country singer. And I, I didn't think that all the time. Probably most of the time I didn't. I remember clearly recently, this earlier this year, we went to Idaho and, and Lincoln and I, Lincoln was on tour with me. We played a concert in Idaho and Lincoln was on tour and we went um, uh, trout fishing with this guide. And we're going out and, and I was riding out to, this, to the river with this guy. Super cool dude, you know, trout fishing guide in Idaho. And he was like, man, I just live and breathe this. And I was like, I was like, um, so what's your job? And he's like, well, this I take out uh, during the summer and fall and spring. I take out trout fishing, guys for trout fishing. And in the winter, it's all elk and mule deer. And I was like, what an awesome job, <laughs> That's your job? Like you literally get to take, you get to fish and hunt and camp. That's your job in the mountains of Idaho. Yeah. And then I have to go, shut up, you idiot. You're a country singer. Yeah. You travel around <laughs> singing country music. What are you talking about on your tour? Your little tour bus is not good enough for you. Yeah. You know, and I have to slap myself that that spirit of discontentment. Yeah. That gets even. You might think it's hitting you, Coleman, in your 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 office job. I guarantee you it hits you on a country music stage as well. Yeah. Everybody everywhere. <sighs> I think that that, uh, I can't say. I wasn't alive 100 years ago. Um, but it seems like with the development of media and the, how readily available information about what is happening in so many different parts of the world is now, it it just made us more aware. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. For sure. He's doing this, and I... I'm not doing that. And it's not just like one guy on your trip. It's like, oh, well, I scroll through social media for five minutes and man, there's a hundred people doing something I want to do. 
And before, I was just working out on the farm. Yeah. Happy as a clam. Yeah. But now it's like, well, wait, you know. So there's, I don't know how, um, you know, practically, you know, we encourage people to combat that spirit of, you know, discontentment. But man, it is prevalent. Hey, awareness comes first. Just being aware that it, it exists. Yeah. A spirit of discontentment. Yeah. Being aware of that spirit is a great first step. Yep. If you're looking for a last minute gift for somebody that seems to have everything or you, you just can't think of anything that you could possibly get them, well, how about a cameo from me? I could shoot them a video saying exactly what you need me to say with the bullet points that you want me to follow. And you just say, hey, Granger, um, my friend Mark or my, my husband or my wife or my girlfriend or my son is a fan of you or the Smiths or your podcast or, you, or your book like a river or your music or Earl Dibbles Jr. Can you shoot him a message and, and just tell him Merry Christmas and I'll customize it and make it just for them however you need me to do it. It's super easy. I do it on my phone and then I'll, I send you that message and then you give it to them, whoever you want to give the gift to, whenever you want to do it, maybe Christmas morning. You could do this by going to cameo.com slash Granger Smith, or you could download the Cameo app and search for me, Granger Smith. Again, that's cameo.com, C-A-M-E-O.com slash Granger Smith. And then speaking of Christmas presents or our birthday presents or pick-me-up presents, have you been to yee.com lately and checked out some yee apparel? You know, December 15th is the last date that you could order that we can guarantee it's going to arrive to you before Christmas. So again, December 15th, that's the cutoff date. And you might get it if you if you order after, and you usually do. But we can guarantee before or on December 15th, you order something from yee.com. It's going to get to your husband or your girlfriend or your wife or your, your son whoever you want to get that new hat or shirt or hoodie or jacket or maybe some Yee Yee jerky for the stockings. Yee Yee is a family-run business uh, owned by me and my brother Tyler, and then Parker is our CEO, and then Amber runs the women line. So it's, it's, a, uh, it's, it's a Smith endeavor to the fullest for sure. Again, go to yeeyee.com and check out what's new. Hey, Granger, my name is Jake. I'm from Greenville, Ohio. I really appreciate your podcast. I wanted to ask you, what should we do with regret? I know we all sin, and I know God is abundantly gracious to his children, but how do how should we deal with regret as Christians, especially over big mistakes and sins? I love your kind thoughts and biblical insight on your podcast. Thank you for what you do. God bless, brother. Um, Jake, man, great question. Mm-hmm. And Greenville, Ohio... He's asking, I'm always got a recap from Owen Brain. Mm-hmm. What should we what should we do with regret? I know we all sin, and and God is abundant, abundantly gracious to his children, but how should we deal with regret, especially over big mistakes? Okay, this is great. And um something one thing about this podcast with Bernie and I is that poss- we could be probably more thorough and more precise if we actually knew these questions were coming and prepared and had some research and some Bible verses ready to go. But we don't. And I think part of the intrigue, of the, part of the reason I like doing this is because this is more like you're literally asking me on the phone and I need an answer right now. I'm not going to say, hey, 
Let me get back to you, Jake, and and look some stuff up. I'm just going to answer on the fly. And so that's what we're going to do because this question, I could research it for a, a few hours and just really give you everything you need to know. But here's the thing. Um, when we are believers, and I know you are because you you signed off by saying Soli de Gloria, and when you are a believer, meaning when you're a Christian, meaning you believe the gospel, meaning you believe that Jesus Christ came, died on the cross for sins of his people as a substitute, becoming the sacrificial lamb, becoming the ultimate sacrifice to satisfy the wrath of God and reconcile God's people to himself. Basically, God demands from us, because God's perfect, God is holy, he's a holy, just God, because he demands from us a righteousness that we cannot give, he gives to us the righteousness that he demands from us as a gift, and with it brings us to himself. That's the gospel. And with that, as he does that on the cross, he covers our sin, and he makes our sin remembered no more. And we should, and two things to that. So where does that leave us? If, if, we're, if we're a Christian, and we're covered, and our sin is remembered no more, and we're, we're given to us the righteousness that we could not produce ourselves, if that's us, what do we do with all these old feelings? Like, but I messed up when I was younger, or a couple years ago, I still got some stuff that's kind of lingering. What do I do with that? Two things, I think. One, understand that you're covered. You're forgiven. That God sees you as Christ. He sees Christ who is in you, and you're covered. You're made new. And then two, I think we use that to fuel us a little bit. I think it's there. That regret is there a little bit so that we go, man, that, that hurt, and I don't want to go back there again. I'm covered. I'm forgiven. I don't have to worry about that coming up in my past and haunting me so that I'm, I don't make it to heaven or something weird like that. But, but I also realize it's still there because we're still in a fallen world, and sin has consequences, and those consequences could still be lingering, which perpetuates the regret. And so that kind of lingers partly so that we go, I don't want to do that again. I want to get as far from that, and that's what re repentance is, turning from that. I want to get as far from that as I can, because I'm a new creation. What do you got on this, Birch? Yeah. Man, that's all really good. That's really good. I, I don't have a whole lot to add except um, maybe just kind of going back to the, uh, uh, the, the exercise of the mind because what I have struggled with whenever I mess up or whenever I make a mistake or, or whatever, he, you know, like he's talking about is this tendency to listen to myself instead of talking to myself. So whenever I talk to myself, I say everything that you just said. 
Jesus is the high priest who is ever interceding for me before the Father. Like, these sins are as far from the east as the west. Like, that's not who I am. I am covered. Um, when I listen to myself, the tone is different. And the words are different. They're, they're accusations. And they're, mm. well, man, you did this again? You can't stop doing it. Well, if you really believed in Jesus, if you really had faith, there's this different tone whenever I am listening to myself instead of talking to myself. I think that this practice of preaching to ourselves needs to be wow. a mental habit. And um, again, like I'm not licensed in anything, and I'm not in seminary. I'm just a dude like the rest of, not the rest of y'all. There's probably some really smart people out there, but... Um, I'm I'm just a regular guy, so I'm thinking through this as my own struggle with the same question. Here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to spend time in God's Word and the truth. I'm going to hide it. I'm going to let it dwell in me richly, and then I'm going to try all day, every day, to preach that to myself uh, because inevitably there will be these attacks that um, I will launch on myself to to start listening to those lies. And that's really the difference is listening to the truth or listening to the lies. Yeah, it's so good. That, that's great. I would um, would meditate in the Psalms, um, particularly for you, Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgression, my sin is ever before me against you, and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth and inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And on and on and on. I would meditate and stuff like that. Mm, that's a good one. Just jump into the Psalms and just hear David saying the same thing you're saying. How do I deal with this regret? And you go, through the word of God, by going to the cross and remembering what has been done for me. Drew says in the next question here, Drew says, is someone trying to get their mental health right during the winter blues, quote, I told myself I'm going to start hitting the gym. What are some workout routines that you do to stay consistent in them? By the way, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you for everything you do. You, are truly, uh, you have truly shown me the type of man I strive to be. Um, you're making a difference in a lot more lives than you think. God is using you. P.S. Come to Northwest Indiana. Val, Val, by Valparaiso. Love y'all, Drew. Does that get old, man? No, like, no. But when I hear that, I just think, oh, dude, I'm I'm so far from your hero. You know, I am. Um, when you when I hear things like you have shown me the type of man I strive to be, I just think, man, you got. I I have so far to go. <laughs> but I think it's I think scary. the point is is it, in you, them seeing the fruit of your life and then hearing you in humility say that that's the model man that's what they're saying <laughs> they're like man i hope that i have fruit in my life like that but i can also still be on a path of humility that says man i am 
I am still a sinner and I'm still in need of God's love and his grace. And so yeah. I'm at the part about like come to Wyoming or come to Ohio um, or come to wherever. Ain't nobody asking me to go anywhere, man. People in I separate emails, they keep you. they keep asking you, like, hey, come here. You have been on the road with me. My wife you've... is like, hey, come home. You know, that's what I get. <laughs> I, I, you've been on the road with me and you've seen people start collecting around you to just talk. They're like, Bernie from the podcast. That's you. <laughs> We still need to do a podcast tour. We have to just do it, you know. We have to figure that out. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I, I love this question, question, though. The, the question's great because, and I think we've been asked this before, but it's great because we have very different answers. Okay. I, I, love, I love this. Okay. The, the question is, um, what are di- some workout routines yeah, yeah. that you do, and how do you stay consistent in them? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, so, so he's got winter, or like he's experiencing win- winter, winter. So this blues. is like a north. The this is not south central Texas. Yeah, he's at Valpo, um, which gets pretty cold. Okay, and overcast, like it did when we lived in Nashville. Yep. So my answer is very different than Burns, and um, my answer has stayed the same for man. I used to say six years, seven years. But now it has to have been more than that since I've been doing this. Maybe 10. I mean, it's, yeah, probably since about 2013, 2014. Um, so what happened was, I'll try to say this quickly. Amber and I used to do, you remember P90X oh, back yeah. in the day? Yeah. So Amber and I, like when we first got married, we used to do P90X. That comes off this Beachbody app. You download the Beachbody app. By the way, absolutely no sponsoring at all going on in this situation. I'm just going to tell you, tell it the way it is. We used to go to Beachbody app and we'd watch P90X. Well, one day I saw on that app, there's other, there's a lot of other things on there. And one of them is called Body Beast. Yeah. And it's by this guy named Sagi. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll check that out. So it's, it's this, um, it's a strength training using weights, using heavy weights, um, exercise. And it's focusing on specific muscle groups. So like chest is one workout, back is one, shoulders is one, cardio is one, um, legs is one, core is one, um, arms is one. So it's all divided and there's like 10 10 of these little videos. And I tried it and I actually really started liking it, this guy Sagi. And so what I did is I downloaded it on my phone and I found that it helped me um, go to, especially on the road, like I'm in, say I'm in a hotel. I could just press play and Sagi, there is Sagi. And he's like, here we go. And we're doing this workout. And it forced me not to just piddle around or go, what am I going to do today? Or Mm -hmm. like, what kind of workout I'm going to do? Fast forward, I'm still doing it like a decade later. I did did it this morning. And um, so like, Here's, I, I go to my phone and I just hit this. <laughs> hey guys, this is Bog back. If he wants huge back, follow my lead. Let's get it, guys. Ready so, to start so, with a warm up? So they start just warming up. All right, light jog. Woo! Is my buddy Chris right there? And my buddy Brian. <laughs> if you have limited equipment, watch this dude. So uh, th- these three That's guys, amazing, like I've man. listened to them for like 10 years 
And, and so I usually do like chest on Mondays, back on Tuesdays, cardio on Wednesdays, shoulders on Thursdays, arms on Fridays, legs on the weekend. Like I have it. I've been doing that forever. Yeah. That is my way to answer your question on how do I stay consistent? I just, I go, all right, some days I'm tired. I don't want to. I just hit play. And here's Sagi, and he's like, "Let's do this, do you know? this. We, we bump you up." <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's good, man. And I still get sore, which is important too. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'll go quick. Um, shout out to uh, my buddy Andy at uh, at Swift Fit ATX. I've worked out and trained with him for a long time. Uh, one of the thing, and I've learned a lot from him just about the body, about how things work, and so. Um, one thing that he told me a while back that I really believe is just the body wants to be fooled. So, um, ch- you know, changing up. So, so for me, I'm, I'm gonna do like yoga or like a Bikram yoga or like a sauna on a Monday, mm. something that's, you know, just totally different than the next day when I'm going to do like a, a hill and outside, like hill repeat workout, uh, I'm going to go mountain biking. I'm going to do some strength training with Andy uh, in the gym. I'm going to, uh, as we've talked about before, uh, I'm going to go on some trail runs for like two or three hours. Uh, I know if you're like in a place where it's snow and, you know, unless you want to be like Rocky, maybe that's not a, uh, you know, it's not an option. But um, so I would just say for me, um, I, I think Granger has a good point. Having a plan. I try to set that at the beginning of the week. Um I don't have Sigi, is that his name? Yeah. I don't have him. But uh, I think having a plan so that you don't have to wake up that morning and be like, okay, what am I going to do? Because you're not going to do it. You're like, in trouble. You're in trouble. You get to there, you're in trouble. Yeah. But uh, I just, I, I try to have some accountability um, to it, meet some guys for some things, um, and just try to like fool my body and surprise my body a little bit. Because yesterday, instead of instead of doing a hill repeat workout, Andy and I went to a track. We did a track workout. Mm. And I guarantee you that shocked my body because I haven't run, you know, four 200s in a long time, like, you know, kind of sprinting um, after, you know, all of our warm-ups and everything. So I, I know that you're probably looking for something more like what Granger's talking about because a lot of that is inside. But um, I think a, a lot of fun is just trying new things and, getting into different things that will push your body. And also, I guess the most important thing, what's your goal? Like understanding your goals. Fighting and, mental health, he says. Okay, so for fighting mental health. Um, but I'm, I think that that could be uh, physical activity is is one of the things he's using to fight mental health. But as far as like your physical goals, like is there any that you have? You want to run a race or you just want to get you know bigger? You want to yeah. get stronger? Like what... I think that could dictate maybe what you get into, but yeah, that great point. And as as I promised you, two completely different answers, same same result in staying consistent. Like Bernie, as long as I've known him, well, not known him, I've known him a long time. <laughs> Last <laughs> several years, years so. you've been really consistent with that. The many years, and so can I ask you a personal question though? You don't have to answer this. How much is Andy? Like per hour? Yeah, you don't have to answer, but maybe ballpark. It's it's not cheap for somebody like that. You're gonna pay between I don't know seventy five and one fifty an hour. Okay, just depending on where you are, what level of certifications they have, 
Um, you can also um, get in group sessions, which I'll do with Andy sometimes. And it's awesome because there's this one girl, Jess, that I jump into a group session with. Yeah. And the rate's lower, but she is a beast. And yeah. she will push me and Andy's training both of us. So um, you could also find, if finance was a thing, you could find somebody that could do a group session. So find your flaw, Drew. If if your flaw is, man, I, I just... Granger, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to hit play on Sagi. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Then I go, okay, go to the gym and find an Andy. Mm-hmm. Every gym has one. Yep. Every single gym has one. And go, tell them that, hey, I want to get rid of these winter blues. I'm going to get going. And they're like, okay, I've got a, um, I've got a spot on at 7.30 on the weekdays. Can you do that? And you're like, yeah, I guess. Like, here we go. And get ready, and you're going to show up at 7:30. And, it, and if it's, you know, if it's 7:35, he's probably texting you like, "Hey, bro, um, you on your way?" And that kind of motivation, maybe, maybe Drew, maybe you need that. Um, and that's a cool thing. I went through during the during like uh, the 2020 season. I remember I did that with Tyler and Parker. And I still work out with those guys on Mondays, and so having that accountability. But we were going to the gym with another trainer. And he, thankfully, he wasn't charging us. He just, that was his workout time. But man, uh, it's a lot of accountability when you have someone waiting for you to get there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you go, Drew. That's a lot of options for you. But I'm happy. I think I think you're right in thinking that it's really good to get out and sweat. Is it Rocky Four? Is that the one where he's in Russia? Yeah. All right, we'll go watch that too. That'd be some good motivation. Just get out in the snow, man. He's like carrying logs on his... You know, shoulders yeah. through the snow. Yeah, that's really good. Eye of the Tiger. Is that the one? Something yeah. Like that. Next question comes from Dolly. Ooh, I love that name. It says, hey there. Uh, thank you so much for sharing your story and spreading the gospel. Y'all are, y'all are amazing. I've been married for five years now, and he keeps putting his mother's needs ahead of mine. For example, she taught my two-year-old son to call her mom, and he defended her. Wow. She... She used to barge into our home when she felt like it without a call or a text, and he would defend her. She is extremely controlling, manipulative, and possessive. All right, Dolly. Um, thank you so much. I, I, hang on a second. It keeps going. There's another page to this. Oh. Her 26-year-old son and 38-year-old daughter live at home and don't have anything going for them. I kindly and politely set some hard boundaries, but my husband just doesn't get it. He expects me to give up my peace and privacy for her, and I cannot. There are hundreds more examples that I could provide, but I think you get the point. We've tried counseling and um, married ministry at church, and everyone tells him the same thing. He agrees to their face, but he doesn't change. I'm getting exhausted and we also have a four and two-year-old boys. We are also new Christians, and I feel like I'm doing all the things wrong, but I don't know what else to do myself. I cannot allow myself nor my children to suffer at her hand or her twisted ways. Thank you, Dolly. Okay. Dolly, thanks for the question. That's crazy, um, just hearing the her teaching your son to say, could call her mom. Yeah, that's a hard stop for me, man. Like, no way. Yeah, we see these kind of emails a lot, but that's that's yeah, that's an extent. That that's different. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's different. different. And we were just saying on the, uh, one of the earlier breaks, like, um, we don't really know like the extent of yeah. these situations. We can say, you know, oh, grace, and like 
consider yourself and whatever. But it's like, you may be in the middle of like a very crazy toxic situation. Yeah. And we just can't, we, we just don't really know. This, uh, the, the, the discouraging, the most discouraging part about this is that they have been to people at the church. They've been through counseling. They've, and he's heard the unhealthy nature of this and he still will say yes to their face and then refuse to change. Um, yeah. Uh, that's a tough spot, Dolly. I'm sorry. I guess that's, yeah, uh, there's a, there's a couple things. I hate, I hate to even say this, but I, I think I should, cause we need to uncover every rock here, turn over every rock. I think there's a good chance you're in, you're in a not so healthy church. I think it's a pretty good, I could say that um, whether or not I know you or not, know your story or not, I think there's a good chance, especially as a new Christian, that you ended up at a um, a very seeker-sensitive church that is more interested in reaching the lost and less interested about shepherding the current flock that they have. I see that a lot. As I travel, I see it a lot. And so when you say you did this married ministry at church, I, I, I kind of see it's like a here. Here's some information. I'll go do it instead mm. of let's walk it together. How's it going? Let me text you. Let's have coffee. Let's talk. Yeah, that's a great question that she doesn't say. Like, does your husband have like elders in the church or or men, godly men, wise counsel in his life that he is accountable to and meeting with regularly? Yeah, that will speak truth and he will receive it from them. Yes. Okay. Let's say that she answers that and she says he does not. What do you say then? Because yeah, because what I think what I think she's talking about with the church is typically it's like, hey, on the on the fifteenth of next month we're doing a married uh, session. So all you married couples, come on, we're going to come in at seven p.m. at the sanctuary, and we're all going to get in there and get motivated, and bringing in a guest speaker, and they're going to talk, and him and his wife are going to discuss, and then you go out and you live your life, as opposed to. Like a one-on-one, like you're saying, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which is a, a which better is called way. Di- discipleship. It's called. <laughs> it's literally called discipleship. Um, and so I want to see that. I think um, I don't think you have that. And that's none of this is an accusation. I'm just trying to, like I said, uncover every rock here. Um, so to your question, Burns, if if she comes back and says he doesn't have anybody, or he just has the guys at his, at his work. Um, I want you to know that all of this is on him. The mother-in-law thing, I'm not worried about her. This The psycho thing she's doing to your son, do not concern me. That's secondary next to the husband that is defending her. Mm-hmm. He has to stop. The mother-in-law will not stop unless the husband steps in and goes, hang on a second, this is my wife. This is my family. Mom, I love you to death. Set some boundaries. <laughs> but, yep. but that's going too far here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what do we do? I'm, I want to answer your question. What do we do if she says, he doesn't have anybody speaking in. He doesn't have coffee with anybody. Because what you don't want to do is say, you need some friends. Yeah. You need to start having coffee with some Christian men. Yeah. Like, don't don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna, be like, That's he's gonna cool. run for the hills. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. run for the hills. So how do we? Mm. I mean, I, I think that by nature, 
um, I will hang out with some of my and build relationship with other guy friends that are husbands to my wife's friends just because what's her name dolly dolly dolly's like hey um julie and her husband are coming over um we're gonna have some burgers and hang out and then you just meet mike for the first time and you know you're like oh mike's kind of cool but then you and julie you really see her as someone that is a godly woman and you she's told you about mike and like he's a strong believer and you're like he could be a good influence and maybe you just start hanging out with people that you feel like could be a an influence and see if those you can't force it but maybe you see if those relationships kind of click on things that are not related to marriage advice or you know counsel or anything like that like oh hey mike's a huge cowboys fan so are you like and then all of a sudden there's like some kind of trust that starts to he's gonna have to like trust somebody he's gonna have to trust somebody to speak into his life yeah. other than his mother yeah so it sounds like i'm thinking of more things for dolly not to do and another thing not to do dolly is don't go to another man and tell him the problems that you're having with your husband as if he's going to be able to speak to your husband yeah uh, that's a dangerous place to go tattletale kind of thing it's there's all kinds of bad things that can come out of that so um the other thing is usually with a question like this after 218 podcast i will go to grace and i'll say um, i want to make sure dolly that you are having grace for your husband that you are not turning into this jaded recluse that's like protecting your kids and you're creating a separation i want to make sure that it's that's not happening because that's going to make everything worse i understand protecting your children from her, her twisted ways you said um, but at the same time i want you to be still open with your husband in a way that's like hey we're we're a team we're gonna do this together um are you having date nights? That's a good one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I got us reservations at your favorite restaurant. Not your favorite restaurant, Dolly, but his. Serve him in a healthy way. Don't take that the wrong way. In a healthy way, like I made reservations at so-and-so restaurant on Friday night, and we're going to go out. And then during that conversation, it's not nagging on him. It's not telling him his mom's horrible and twisted, and she's ruining the kids, and can you believe she did the... It's more like, I want to talk about raising our kids in the best way possible. Let's, let's kick around some things that are helpful right now in our life, and let's kick around some things that aren't so helpful, and let him join that conversation where he feels like he's helping fix some things. Mm-hmm. Not you, and not, you're not accusing. You're just like, what are some things, totally hypothetical, Dolly, what are some things right now that's giving our kids anxiety and you start naming everything but the Mm mother-in-law and let him go, yeah, mom, you know, mom's kind of been doing some weird stuff. And and then you could be like, um, like what? Let him lead it. Let him create, let him see the problem and then start to try to fix it himself. Mm -hmm. It's like a psychological trick here. That's, um, no, I think that that's good. I, I would, I would also say that, date night probably needs to come after a date night 
that doesn't talk about any of that. That's good. <clears throat> if you don't have the foundation, like I'm just guessing if your marriage is not at a place where you guys can openly be vulnerable and discuss things, you need to build that trust. So that means get away from the kids and his mom and everything and just go connect with your husband and just start to ask other questions about him. Hey, what's going on with you? Like, man, we haven't been able to do this in a while. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And, what you didn't mean, you didn't mean what's going on with you. You yeah. meant like, tell me, tell me what's going on at work. Yeah. That's what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. And the things that you guys both love, like talk about those things and hey, you want to go on a trip? Well, where would we go if we could go on a trip? Like start to just really you initiate um, building that foundation if it's not there. If it yeah. is there, that's the date. Uh, that the Granger just said that's the date that you need to have and and start to just ask those questions not in a condescending way, but in a way that's very genuine and authentic. It's gonna be tough. You have yeah. to swallow a lot of pride, yep. Dolly, to do this. And it probably won't be. I mean, again, speculating, but it probably won't be the way you think it's like. It won't go down the way you think it's gonna go down. It's not gonna be one moment where he's like you know what? We got to cut my mom out. It's probably not going to happen <laughs> yeah. like that, but there could be like a slow transition to some healthy boundaries. And it sounds like that's what you're after. So. Yeah, that's great. I think the last thing I could possibly add to this Dolly is that make sure you are also getting poured into. We're talking a lot about him and his discipleship and men pouring into his life and church and things that help him ministries and counseling that help him make sure you also have a lot of people or at least some good biblical women that are pouring into you, not men. Um, and this should come through a healthy church. If you have a um, women's uh, small group or a you're working through a book of the Bible, uh, Amber right now is working through the book of Job with like eight or nine women and they're all, there's like four or five churches represented there. So it doesn't have to be your church. It could be uh, different churches, just that people in your neighborhood, like people that live around you. Make sure, you're, make sure you are getting poured into. That is huge. Um, make sure you have a good, uh, a healthy, quiet time with God for yourself. As a new Christian, reading your Bible, as an old Christian as well, uh, making time every day at some point of the, of the day where it's you and your Bible and, and you, the simple prayer of God, reveal yourself to me today. Reveal yourself in your word. Read Psalm 119 and see how the psalmist is in love with the word of God and pray that you could think and want and desire the word like that. So make sure that's part of the day you're getting poured into um, the, these are, you can't neglect yourself. You got to keep the oxygen mask on yourself when you're trying to fix your husband and your, your kids and your twisted mother-in-law and all that stuff. Make sure you got yourself taken care of as well. Mm, that's good. Dude, I think we've hit a, we've, we've run down a lot of stuff today. I actually could, um, we could hit one more real quickly from Maddie. Hey, my name is Maddie. I'm 26. I have a degree in business. And right now I'm working for a construction equipment rental company called Sunbelt Rentals. I've heard of them. Oh yeah. And part of me doesn't know if I want to stay forever. My dream job is to be a manager of an artist 
specifically a country music artist, but I have no idea how to even start that. Help me. Um, thank you. I love how God is using you. Okay. It's your lucky day, Maddie. I've actually been thinking about launching a country music career, and I'm looking for a manager. So <laughs> <laughs> Now you know where to start, Maddie. Start with Bernie. I wish that was true, Maddie. I really do. But um, for me, it's not. Um, love the dreams. I love the uh, the good construction equipment rental company that you're working for. Um, you're not gonna you're not gonna bypass that. Um, getting into country music management is extremely difficult, extremely difficult. Um, but the you I'll answer your question quickly. You say how do I start? Um, you start by meeting people in that industry, and so that industry is going to be the majority is in Nashville. There is some in New York and Austin and LA. Um, as far as country music, the majority of country music managers are going to be in, in Nashville. And just a heads up, Bernie knows this as well. That job's going to start off as an internship making nothing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to give up time and energy and all this stuff you got going on with other things and you're 26 years old and go do it for free and do do it for nothing at a chance that maybe one day you'll get taken on um, as as a full-time employee and it's probably going to you're going to burn out and you're going to realize being a country music manager is very difficult you're always on call it's you're like a fireman working 24/7 putting out fires and i don't know if it's going to be all is is it yeah so maybe before maddie moves to nashville or new york maybe do a little more research maybe go to a local show yeah and find a local band and say hey do you guys have management i'd love to talk to them and just ask their manager hey what does this job look like i'm interested in it i think once you start to get more educated it probably starts to pull back the veil of you know the shiny Great. career and it's like you get to know the real and if all of that still sounds appealing and you have like gained all this knowledge then pack it up love it it's yeah. good all right, guys. Thanks so much. That's all we got today. See you next week. Yee-yee. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel, hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. Yee-yee. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to reu hotels and resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.